0: Strength is an incredible gift from the Lord that we should never overlook or minimize in our walk of faith. The strength that we will talk about today is not human strength, but it is divine, heavenly and eternal strength. Do you want to know how to get this kind of strength? Well, you've come to the right place. This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. Stick around. It's going to be a great day on a jolt of joy. You are listening to the Charisma Podcast Network. God has given to us extraordinary, lavish, And abundant gifts to deal with our pain while we're living on planet Earth. He's given us the gift of peace, peace that passes understanding. He's given to us the gift of comfort because He's the God of all comfort and He wants us to comfort others. And God has also given to us the gift of His strength. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 31 says, Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not even get tired. They will walk and never become weary. So how do you tap into the strength of the Lord? Where is it? How do you get to it when you're going through a difficult time in life? Well, Isaiah 41, 31 tells us that we have to wait on the Lord. And this word wait in the Hebrew is defined as expect, look eagerly for, to hope for, or to lie in wait for. Are you eagerly expecting God to give you strength? Are you reading the word and playing worship music and having a vibrant prayer life. Because if you are, get ready for some awesome things. And I especially want to talk to those of you who are in the last decades of life here on planet earth. Let me talk to those of you who are, let's say, 60 years old and above. When you wait for the Lord, get ready for some awesome things in life because God isn't done with you yet. These verses in Isaiah 41, leading up to those who wait on the Lord will gain new strength, says this, though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord. I want to speak to those of you who are 60 years old or older. Get in the starting gates and get yourself into takeoff position. Don't sit around waiting to die. Wait on God to give you strength to change the world, even when you're 80 years old. Listen, I know a woman who's 88 years old, and she just came back from a mission trip to Costa Rica with her church this word wait that we find in Isaiah 40:31 means to hope for to expect but it also means more than that it means to bind together. It means to hold fast to something. See, you need to bind your life so intimately with God that you literally have his strength. This word weight was used in Old Testament times as a gathering of waters. It was the point when two streams came together and joined forces to make a roaring powerful river. See, when you wait on the Lord, you're going to join forces with him. You're going to bind yourself to him and his strength will become your strength. You won't know where God ends and where you begin. You know, to me, one of the amazing things about God's strength is that it's not human strength that he gives to us. He gives to us divine, heavenly, and eternal strength. If all you needed was human strength, well, then Oprah, Dr. Phil, and Good Housekeeping Magazine would be enough for you. But you need God's strength to be gathered inside of you. And how do you get it? Well, you get it when you wait on the Lord. Waiting is the string attached to strength. If you desire God's strength, then you will wait on the Lord. Let me ask you some questions. What do you need strength for today? Do you need strength to love a difficult spouse, to walk through sickness with joy, Do you need strength to face life with not enough money? Then ask for his strength and wait for it. And while you're waiting for it, worship, pray expectantly, and allow the word of God to comfort you. Gift number four that God generously, lavishly, abundantly, and extravagantly gives to us is the gift of of joy. Now I want to tell you something. I went on a full out search in the Hebrew and the Greek to define this word joy for you. And one thing that I learned being an English major in college in writing a definition for a word is that grammatically you are never to use the word itself in the definition of the word. So you can't say that the definition of the word run is run. That doesn't make any sense, does it? You cannot say that the definition of the word good is good. No, you've got to come up with other words to define the word. And in both the Hebrew definition of this Old Testament word joy, and in the Greek definition of the New Testament word, do you know what I found? That theologians and scholars use the word joy itself to define the word, this is the way it's defined in bible dictionaries joy gladness, the joy received from a person or from an occasion. And when I read that first very surface definition, I said, no, no, you can't do that. You have to use different words to define a word. So I looked at the next definition, the joy of God, joy or gladness. Oh, here we go again. Hasn't anybody taken an English course that lets you know you can't use the word itself to define the word? These were Hebrew and Greek dictionaries I was reading, and I thought that's the best they can do. So I dug a little bit deeper. The next definition I found was this, joy wrought by the Holy Spirit. And I liked that a little better. At least it's giving the Holy Spirit some credit here. And then finally, in one of my father's dusty antiquated books, the copyright in it was 1901. This was the definition of the word joy that I found, the blessedness that the Lord himself enjoys. Now we're talking joy is the same atmosphere that the Lord himself experiences in heaven. I like that definition. I get to breathe in heaven's atmosphere while I'm sucking in the oxygen of earth. i I get to experience the blessedness that God on his throne enjoys while my feet are planted on terra firma. Joy, the blessedness that the Lord enjoys is his gift to us as we snuggle in to his presence. So we're going to go on a journey through the Bible, and we're going to discover some of the most powerful verses that the Holy Spirit has ever written with this word joy in it. First of all, Psalm 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And may I just rabbit trail for a minute and tell you that Psalm 1611 is my life verse. It's a stirring reminder when I'm being overtaken by emotions that I need more of him. I need more of his presence. When my joy starts to fade, when my joy begins to be replaced by loneliness or depression or discouragement, I am gently reminded by the Holy Spirit. If you don't have joy, guess who? Who moved because in his presence is fullness of joy. All the joy that I will ever need this side of heaven is found hanging out with the Lord of all Lords. So, when I'm in that place, when I feel loneliness or discouragement or depression knocking at my door and wanting a foothold in my life, I repeat a scripture. I sing a praise song. I whisper a prayer because I know that joy is only one choice away. Joy is a discipline and I must choose his presence. Joy is part of the obedience that I give to a God who's always giving to me, who's always loving me. And so every day of my life, I plan to be a joyful person. I embrace goals that bring joy into my life. Let me share with you some of my goals because you might want to make these goals as well. Go to church every week participate in the worship of church. Don't sit there like a bump on a log, but go to a Bible believing church where worship is celebrated and prayer is believed in and enter in. Read your Bible at least three days a week. Sing while you're driving. Make a prayer list with 10 other names on it. Don't pray for your needs only, but pray for others. Buy a new devotional book and read it. Invite some people over to your home and have a prayer meeting. Listen to the Christian radio station or listen to worship music Every day, memorize a verse of scripture every week. You know, we look for joy in all the wrong places. We think relationships or chocolate or shopping or traveling or materialism is going to deliver joy to our lives. But those things will mostly leave you empty and lifeless. Joy fills you up and gives you an abundant life. So today, with me, declare I choose joy. I choose the Lord and his presence. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com, and as always, know that I am praying for you today.